You are listening to episode 25 of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. In light of what is going on in our world today, as you all very well know, I'm going to share 10 things that we are doing to stay busy while we are homebound and in a quarantine. My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. I wanted to record this episode because we're all in this same boat together. We're all in a little bit of uncertainty and fear and just it's a little bit isolating because we are all just home all activities have been canceled for us we don't really do a lot outside of the home anyways but the things that we do like go to church go to gymnastics swimming lessons play dates all of that has been completely canceled I think they're going to be shutting down restaurants in our area soon, so I don't think Luke and I will do any date nights, any events. We didn't have anything planned, but I do I do feel for you if you had something big going on. I know there's a lot of weddings that have to be canceled. Recently, one of my cousins had to cancel a baby shower. Just a lot of sad sadness going around with what has to be canceled. And I know that in light of people getting sick and dying it's all very small but it's still when it when it's your thing I'm sure is a really big deal I can't imagine what it would be like to have a big wedding planned and and such a special day having to wonder in the uncertainty of if you should even have the wedding though not as devastating as losing a loved one it's still there's still just a lot of uncertainty and so I sympathize with that I personally am not overly worried about this as far as the health of my family goes. But nonetheless, while we are all stuck inside, there are so many things to be done. There's no need or reason to be bored or to let productivity completely stop. I know me personally, I like Netflix, but only after about 8.30 or 9 o'clock, anytime before that, and I just cannot stand it. I can't stand to watch movies or do anything if there's still daylight hours and it's not rainy. Being productive is how I get my energy. It's how I enjoy my life. And so to be stuck in the house, which is pretty much how I live my life all the time, is only fun for me if I'm working with my hands, if I'm being creative, if I am producing or dreaming. And so that is a lot of what this list is based around. I also do have several ideas for kids. We are a work at home family and a stay at home family. We homeschool. We're here all the time. Pretty much this is exactly how our life always goes. So I'm sharing from that perspective. Now we will have a little bit more time because usually once a week we go out for a play date. We go all day on Sunday. We will go on Saturdays out to antique shops. And if there's an event in town, I like to stop by. There was going to be one this week. It was with all the antique shops in the area. There was going to be a market that was in, ended up being canceled. And so I do extra things. But our day-to-day life, Monday through Thursday, is exactly what everyone in America has to do now, which is stay home, the kids don't leave, the adults don't leave. And so we do have some experience with this, but even still for me, uh, I do like to get out of the house and go to town. So it will be different for me as well. But let's dive right into some of the things that you can do and that we do to stay busy, even in a time like this, which these are unprecedented times. The first one is drive around. Now, this one isn't so much in the productive part. The rest of them 
more are in that realm of things. But this is something that we like to do whenever we have been in the house doing all of these other things all day, especially in the winter or anytime the weather isn't very favorable. We like to load up the kids in the car. Luke and I did this a lot more whenever we were looking for our property. Probably the last five years, we could be found driving around at least two or three nights a week. We drive down every side road in our area, learn every part of the town that we lived in and that's just how we like to explore we we go down roads for no purpose at all except for just to go down and see what's down them we look at old farmhouses we look at properties for sale the other day luke and i on our date night this uh probably shows how exciting we are the kids asked what we did and i had to tell them that we went around and we looked at metal roofs. <laughs> that is what we did. We drove down every street in the nearby town and there's a lot of old houses in the area. And so there's a lot of metal roofs. And we looked at the color options, the different seams you can get. But that is what we did for our date night because we're gonna be getting a new roof on our house very soon. And we wanna see all the options. We also look at how people have done their fencing. We check out their porches. Luke and I were talking the other day that driving around, there's always something new I'm looking for. So whenever we are working on our porch, for example, I'm looking at every house's porch and gaining inspiration. When we're looking at roofs, I notice something new that I've never noticed before. I never pay any attention to roofs, but that's something that I'm looking for now. Or landscaping, in the summer we might drive around and we'll gain inspiration from people's landscaping. So that is just something that we've always loved to do. Our kids don't love it at all, but they're all strapped in. We can get a seltzer water or some kind of drink, maybe a coffee, and we have the chance in the front seat to chat and look and dream, and it is one of our favorite activities. So that's what to do when you want to get out of the house. You can't go anywhere. You can just get in your van or your car and drive around. Number two is starting seedlings. So this is the time of year where you can start seedlings. We have about six trays going. I did the soil block method, which my friend Stephanie from HopewellHeightsBlog.com wrote about on her blog. I shared a YouTube video about it. But to me, one of the biggest obstacles in starting seedlings usually is that they have to stay wet constantly or they won't germinate. And if you're doing a lot of activities, you're out of the house a lot, you're gonna forget about it and they won't germinate or they'll eventually die. But if you're stuck at home, why not head over there, spritz them with water several times a day? To me, it also, it's a promise of what's to come. Bountiful summer gardens and spring, those are all coming regardless of this sickness. We will be outside at our homes, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying nice hot weather. Oh my word, I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait until our property is green. But starting seedlings and working on those just gives me something to look forward to. It is something alive and green and fresh in this time of uncertainty. Number three is get outside and take some hikes. So my husband, he is a hiker. He's an outdoorsman. He loves all things, canoeing, kayaking, biking, hiking, anything that has to do with outside, he loves it. So we are going on hikes at least once a week as a family, even through the winter. We get all of our gear on. You know, when I say gear, I just mean warm clothes. We don't have anything special. But we, we suit up, get gloves, we get hats, and we go on hikes. Luke finds them, he just Googles 
hikes around this area and we found probably 10 or 15 different trailheads, especially in this new area that we never knew about. We've taken so many hikes in this last year. It's our favorite way to go and leave the house and do something as a family, especially a large family. You don't really wanna to go too much into public but you can go take hikes. And that's something that is allowed even during these quarantine times. Just Google trailheads near me and you're bound to find some. Some will be beautiful, amazing hidden gems. Some will just be a walk in the woods, but either way, it gets you outside. And our qualifications for when to get outside, pretty much if it's sunny or not raining and it's above 25 maybe 30 degrees, it's a good time to go outside. There's no need, especially if you're in a state like Missouri or anywhere south of that, there's no reason to have to be stuck inside all winter long. That's something I've been learning more and more as going outside has become crucial to my existence, that you can go outside a lot more than you think you can. This is my least favorite one on the list, but deep cleaning. Sitting in these houses, staying home is a great time to do that spring cleaning a little bit early. Washing the curtains, scrubbing the baseboards, all of those things that you normally put off, you can, of course, tackle all of that while you're inside and feel good about a nice productive day. You can use some homemade cleaners if you wanna get the kids to get in on the action. Daniel, you are so loud. I'm trying to switch him around, put his head one way and the other way to get him to stop, but He's still going, so you're gonna hear a snoring baby. All right, we'll get ahead on that one because that one's just meh. Deep cleaning, I may or may not actually do that, but it's something you could if you are into that kind of thing. All right, number five, this is my favorite. This is the first place my brain goes when I hear we're going to be stuck at home for the next who knows how long. Some people are saying months, who knows. But learning to sew. I preach this all the time. I'm trying to convert every single person within earshot that they should learn to sew because it opens up a whole world of creative possibilities. There's so many things you can sew. And I know I've told you this a million times, but I have a free sewing course on my blog. So if you go to farmhouseonboon.com slash simple sewing series, I'll leave a link down in the uh, show notes. But I walk, I have video lessons walking you through threading it, doing simple stitches, basically everything. And then simple projects like you could make an apron with a big nice pocket for summer veggies again something to prepare for those brighter longer productive harvest days to come when all of this is passed i think that's going to get your mind off of it more than anything make some floral dresses with different color cottons for your daughters and think about the the sunshine days where they're going to be walking in your cosmos and zinnias cut flower garden with those dresses. These are the kind of things that I dream of to get my mind off of what's going on. But learning to sew, dust off that sewing machine. All right, number six, read some books that inspire and educate. I have a whole list of my favorites. It's in my uh, Amazon shop. So amazon.com slash shop slash I have all the books that I own in there. But some of the ones that stand out, I really love Shay Elliott's farm book. So she has one called Welcome to the Farm. And I read that one and I'm just dreaming about goats and, well, she's not really into goats, but dairy cow and chickens and lambs and just expanding this homestead and planning and and learning new skills to get there. So that that is all something that we are thinking about and reading those kind of books help. I like the book called Pure Soap Making. 
really want to start making my own lye soaps. That book inspires me. There's a whole bunch more in my Amazon shop that you can see, but those are the kind of books that I like to fill up the bathtub with super hot water and just lay there and read those books. That sounds like the perfect evening to me. All right, number seven, you know if you follow me that I wouldn't be able to leave this off the list, but that is Start a Sourdough Starter. I know a lot of people tell me that they're too busy to start one because you have to feed it every day for seven days, they're in and out of the house, their lives are super busy. Well, now you might as well come out on the other end of this thing with a robust and healthy sourdough starter. After all of this, you can just use it once a week, feed it once a week. It's not something that has to be a huge burden to your life. You could just make sourdough pancakes once a week and keep a starter but you might as well start one now. I know me personally, I'm going to experiment with making a gluten-free sourdough starter during this time. Now, it's not that my family needs a gluten-free sourdough starter, but I get questions all the time from people who do need that, and so that's something that I'm gonna be making for my blog, and so that is something that I'm gonna try while inside. And then, of course, once you make your sourdough starter, we're probably still gonna have a lot of weeks left of this, go on my blog and just start trying your hand at some of the sourdough recipes. Just today for lunch, I made sourdough English muffins and we had some bacon and cheese and lettuce and some homemade mayo. Such a simple lunch, because we're outside cleaning our barn out. But anyways, get yourself started with that. Just learn slow, you have plenty of time to experiment with that. All right, number eight is start that business that you've been putting off. So something that I've noticed is it's amazing how much time you have whenever you just stay home. Whenever I was starting my business, the only way I could do it was I had to say no to a lot of things. I made times like Fridays, for example, I've always taken off on Fridays where I could still do a play date, meet up with my sister, we could all hang out. But during Monday through Thursday, I was buckled down. So whenever the kids were doing nap time, I was doing that business. Whenever it was bedtime, I was working on my business. So now that you're forced to not go any, to go any, oh my goodness, to going anywhere in the evenings, it's a good time to start that Etsy shop you've been dreaming about. Start your blog, just start something. If it's something you have been wanting to do, now is a good time to just put in a couple hours a day to trying that. I feel like being home, being bored, not having the days scheduled out with a lot of activities just fosters this creativity and makes it to where you, you force yourself to do something to get rid of the boredom. You can only watch Netflix so long before you're just like, okay, I'm depressed now. I need to do something with my life. And right now is a good time for that. Number nine is listen to podcasts that inspire or educate, whatever it is that you're interested in. I can tell you the ones that help me the most. I really love Jill Winger's Old Fashioned On Purpose uh, podcast. It's a lot about homesteading and we are really looking to expand our homestead. I have some big things coming I'm super excited about, but listening to her as a veteran homesteader who's been actually out milking the cow, gathering the egg, she has horses and large garden, all of that for the last 10 years really helps me because it's like learning from a mentor and I can just go and listen to her podcast. I also love the A Beautiful Mess podcast. 
they are really inspiring to me as bloggers because they've been doing this for probably 13, 14 years, full-time bloggers. I love listening to their podcast because they've expanded their business in ways that I would really hope to do someday. They just, they've done so many amazing things. So I like listening to them both from a perspective of I like their blog, but then they also do some business businessy stuff every once in a while too. I also love How I Built This by Guy Raz or Raz or whatever. He, if you haven't listened to it, it's a podcast where he um, interviews an owner of a business and they talk about how they built their business. So they tell the story. And that to me, I'm a lover of all things entrepreneurship, business. I love creating in that way. And so those pod, that podcast is by far my favorite. I listen to every single episode. I never miss it. I'll leave a few other recommendations down in the show notes, but listen to some podcasts that inspire you, that get your mind off of what's going on out there. I like to stay up on the whole, the current events of what's happening right now. I'm normally not a news listener, but I am listening to things about this, but I like to fill my head with more things that are inspiring and hopeful and that help me think of the times after this whole crisis. And so those are some of my faves. All right, number 10 is research something. Is there something you've been wanting to do? So for example, for me, I've wanted a dairy animal since, dang, you're being so loud. Since we lived at our old house, I was almost about to convince Luke that we could get some goats in the little a little section of our quarter acre lot and we never ended up doing that but i wanted a homestead like the one we found the seven acres more than anything else i wanted to try my hand at some more self-sustaining things i've already done a lot with learning how to cook and mill my own grains and bake but i wanted to go out into our yard and milk something and bring that in as well as the gardening and the eggs so Right now, for me, being in the house and having to stay home, researching and planning for some of those things is really helping to keep me hopeful. So what is it that you've always wanted to do? Is there something you've wanted to try? Maybe it's self-publishing your own book. Take the next step on that. Research what the very first step is for self-publishing your own book. Let's say you've wanted to start learning to knit or something. Watch a few YouTube videos. Researching and learning is something that really helps to get your mind to thinking about more hopeful times and planning for the future. All right, let's talk a little bit about kids because I know a lot of moms are, are going from school and having full-time jobs to being home with the kiddos. And it can be a little challenging to try to get some of these things done with kids at home, especially if you're all used to your own schedules. And this is definitely throwing a wrench in that. So some of the things that we do to keep our kids busy, one thing that we've discovered lately or that Luke started doing is printing off coloring sheets. So we have our laser jet printer, and so it's pretty cheap to print things off. And so he's been looking up, for example, right now they're studying United States geography, at least with the little kids. So he printed off some state map coloring sheets and then he quizzes them and has them color in 
where the each state is and I this morning I was with the boys and I was teaching them directions they they didn't know that and so I would ask them where California was and I told them it was on the west coast and then showed them where that was and then asked them where Oregon was and said it's north of California so anyways that is really fun printing off coloring sheets you can find anything they're interested in and print that off another is drawing channels so we have a few channels on YouTube, uh, Draw So Cute and Far, I don't know how to say this, but F-A-R-J-A-N-A, Farjana, Farhana, I don't know, Drawing Academy. They are some awesome channels that we love. My daughter, who is 11, she's more artistic, so she can do the more advanced drawings, whereas one of my other children is really interested in drawing as well. He does the Draw So Cute, because he's seven. So that keeps them busy for a really long time. It's basically a drawing school online, all on YouTube, and that's, to me, it's, it's not, as bad as screen time because they are learning something. They're learning how to draw, it's like a class. Another thing that we love doing that keeps my kids so busy is we make dough. So I will make my sourdough tortilla recipe, even if you don't ferment it the night before, but you just throw everything in that's in the sourdough tortilla recipe, or if you don't have a sourdough starter, just add flour and water in place of where the sourdough is because really there's no point in the sourdough because it's not rising, it's just to ferment the grains. So anyways, I make a tortilla dough get it all stretchy, give the kids each a little hunk of dough and some rolling pins, and it keeps them busy for so long. And then we turn all of the cast iron skillets on low, we turn the, the heat on low, and they cook them, they flip them. They'll make, my, my son made yesterday, Eli's pretzel balls business. And so he made his dough into little balls, cooked them in butter on the skillet, added salt, and then he was putting them in bags and putting $3 on them, which nobody really paid him, but it kept him busy, which he's a busybody. So if it's raining and I can't put him outside, he is very, very difficult to keep entertained. He just has so many ideas. He's really creative. And that is something, if you have a child like that, that keeps them busy for so long. And so that's something that I repeatedly do. Yesterday it was rainy, we made dough twice because it's the, like, the only thing we could do. If not that, I give him lots of crayons and paper. And I actually talked all about this in my uh, Creative Kids or How to Raise Creative Kids podcast episode 24 it was the last episode, so you can revisit that. But that is something that keeps them really busy. Another thing is some wholesome family YouTube channels, vlogs. Um, I really like Weedem and Reap. Danelle is in that one. They have goats. They're really fun to watch. I, of course, have a few day in the life videos on my channel. I know at least my nieces and nephews like to watch them, but maybe it's because they know the kids, but those are fun. Homesteady is a good one. They live on a farm. Any of those farm type YouTube channels where it's a family, Kind of, it encourages kids to learn about farm life, even if you don't live on a farm. So knowing more about where your food comes from, those channels are a really great resource. The last one is of course, to get the kiddos outside. I actually was planning this podcast and making the outline for it while all of my boys were outside. Luke was homeschooling the girls, but I was just standing by the door with Daniel because it was a little bit chilly this morning, but I was able to get them all outside and Oh man, just getting kids outside is a lifesaver to me. I don't, even if it's cold, I always have to remind myself, 
Yes, it's hard to get all of their cold stuff on, but once they're outside, it's like a deep sigh of relief. So anytime I can, that's what we do. Another, a friend of mine, uh, she recently posted on Facebook this morning that she went to Home Depot and bought the biggest moving boxes that they had, and her kids were making towers and castles with those boxes, so that's another idea, if it's a rainy day. Now, me personally, I mostly, if it, if it at all possible, wanna send them outside, but on a rainy day, great idea. Even if it's a warm rainy day, I might even send them out, but we're still experiencing some cold and rainy days, unfortunately, here. So there are days where you just need to stay inside, and those are perfect for that as well. I hope that this podcast episode has been encouraging. I just, I don't want to contribute to the noise of all of this, but I know that a lot of us are stuck inside and we're just looking for some human connection, even if this is the only way. And so I hope to be encouraging in all of the ways that you can be productive and creative inside your own home. If, whenever you can't be productive at work, if a lot of you are home from work because of things being canceled, at least this helps you to move forward on your goals. And if anything, we can learn new skills. I know I plan to do that with this time when, you know, a lot of times in the evening we might have something to go to. Now we won't. Uh, I can I can come out of this hopefully with a new perspective and I think we all can. And for today's random question from Instagram, there's a bunch of them. I'm actually struggling to decide which one to pick. But for today's, I'm going to pick, did you always want a big family? This is something I get asked a lot. No, actually as a kid, some of my siblings, my mom said that I said I didn't want kids at all, which honestly I don't remember saying, but it wasn't something I thought much about as a kid. I think when I was a kid, I imagined I'd have a family about like the one I grew up in, which was four kids. So that's decently large. And when we got married, we really hadn't talked much about it, which is interesting. But shortly after we were married, we decided that we wanted to have a baby and we ended up having her. She was due on our first anniversary. And then after that, I just wanted more babies. And somewhere around five, or I guess with Micah, when he was first born, I wondered if I wanted more. And then we had Daniel, and I'm kind of in that same spot right now where we're like, eh, I don't know if we really want to add any more to our family. We just take it kid by kid. I cannot tell you what the future holds for us. Our home feels quite full and complete, but then I also know how I get. I love the newborn phase. And I think also, I'm just, since it's been winter and cold and dark, I'm not feeling as positive as I usually do. But ask me at the end of summer when Daniel's close to one, life's feeling not as chaotic, we've been outside, I might then say that I want another baby. But right now, I would tell you no. So the very short answer is no, I didn't always want a big family and we still don't know. Like we're just taking it kid by kid. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life Podcast. I, again, am gonna ask you to leave a review in order for this podcast to grow and be seen by more people and for me to take the time a couple times per week away from my family to record it. I the growth is so important to me. A lot of you have left some amazing, amazing reviews and I appreciate it more than you know. All right, well, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in my next episode.